0: Hello, this is Inspiring Moms. I'm Susan with Mommy High Five, and our guest today is Mindy Guyman. Mindy is a wife and a mother of six children, including a daughter with Down syndrome, who is also a cancer survivor, and she has a really inspiring story. Thanks for being here, Mindy. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we're, we're just so excited to talk to you today. Will you tell us a little bit more about your family and more about your story and how it's all unfolded? Sure. So um, my husband
1: and I met um, at college and have been married now uh, about 15 years in July. We have six kids. Um, We uh, have three girls and three boys. And yeah, we... um, we're just, you know, going through all of the life things and then had our fourth child, a daughter, um, Tessa, and didn't know that she had Down syndrome before she was born and found out um, at the hospital shortly after she was born. And yeah, we we um, were trying to navigate through that diagnosis and kind of as soon as we were getting the hang of that whole thing, Um, found out she had cancer in February of 2018. So um, she fought cancer for two and a half years, did all the chemotherapy and um, has now been cancer free for
0: three years this May. Well, congratulations on that. That must be a huge relief. Thank you. It is. It's, it's definitely a huge
1: relief. There's um, ups and downs, you know, after you go through something like that still where there's some trauma and, and always that fear kind of that just is in our heart always. But um, we try to look past that and recognize those milestones of, of you know, celebration when, when we get there to, you know, that the fact that she's healthy and thriving and uh, that's all we can
0: hold on to day to day. Absolutely. So I assume that your life now is a little bit different than what maybe you had envisioned. Yes, for sure. Um I
1: growing up, you know, you maybe I'm the only one, but you picture your life, what it's going to look like, and your family. And I always felt like we'd have a, a good sized family and six kids, I think, is a good sized family, yes. um, especially in today's world. <laughs> Um but I never pictured myself as a special needs mom. I know families that have children with special needs and I always looked up to them and admired them and and loved them but just for some reason never pictured that as as my life. Um so this was definitely a different it was a shock when we found out about Tessa a whole new adjustment um of our perspectives and kind of what our lives looked like that we had envisioned um, changed and altered, and we had to move forward with that information that we knew, and and really just day-to-day, it's changing constantly. So yeah, it's definitely definitely different than I pictured, but also more beautiful than
0: I could have imagined. Good. Uh, We had a similar situation where our daughter, I had a normal pregnancy, and she was born, and we found out. Very shortly after she was born, that she had special needs, and it wasn't something we anticipated, and it definitely uh, changed the course of our family and our parenting. Yeah. For so, sure. if you could go back to the beginning of Tessa's life, um, when you had just received her Down syndrome diagnosis or her cancer diagnosis, what would you what would you tell yourself? Oh, man. Um, and I have to
1: apologize if I get emotional. When I talk about Tessa, I tell people it's it's a matter of time before the tears start That's coming. It's understandable. <laughs> There's a whole other like, chamber, chamber of your heart that just is opened up when, when you experience this. Um, I think the first thing that I would do is I would, and maybe this sounds a little strange, but I would give myself a hug. <laughs> I think just giving myself a hug and saying that everything is going to be okay. That's something that when I faced that diagnosis for her, um, I just didn't know what life would look like. I didn't know what her future would look like. Um, I didn't know if I was going to be able to handle it. So I think I would say everything's going to be okay and and tell myself that there would be challenges. You know, you were going to face some hard things, but but that you have the capability to overcome them. And Tessa also has the ability to overcome them. Um, (laughs) and that she's a fighter (laughs) and you're going to be stronger for this and better for this. And, um, yeah, ultimately just that everything is going to be okay.
0: (laughs) Good. Um, sometimes I wish, I wish I could go back and and give myself a hug. I think that's that's a that's mm-hmm. an interesting thought for sure. So how <laughs> has being Tessa's mom changed you?
1: Oh man, um,
0: being Tessa's mom has changed me in
1: so many ways, um, so much for the better. I feel like um, I'm not a perfect mom, and I'm still. <clears throat> working for that every day, you know, trying to be better. Um, but I think having Tessa has really changed my perspective on what's important in life. We focus so much on, you know, so many different things in our lives. And when it comes down to it, when when you're fighting with your child, fighting for their life, you recognize what's truly important and everything else fades away. Everything else is so unnecessary. And so I think for me, just um, learning the things that truly matter and appreciating those moments, those simple moments of just joy and um, simple pleasures with your family and, you know, the people that you care about the most, that's what matters. You know, there's so few things in this life that matter. um, But it's those relationships and those simple moments of, of joy that are the most important.
0: Well, I, I know I've watched several videos of Tessa online and she just makes me smile. And I imagine she must be bringing joy to a lot of people.
1: Yeah. It's something that I never really expected. Um, I, you know, started an account kind of sharing Tessa and and the ups and downs that we were experiencing through her cancer journey and I've posted some of these videos and and have kind of been blown away by um, the response that that people have shown um, I have had messages telling me that you know someone had a really bad day and you know terrible things had happened in their lives but they were able to Watch a video of Tessa, and it, it brightened their day and made them happy. And I feel I feel really honored to get to share that, <laughs> because she brings so much joy to our own family. That it's such a joy to get to share that with so many other people around the world, um, and see how she's impacting
0: impacting their lives as well. Well, I'm I'm grateful that you're sharing that. I think you're providing a lot of joy and a lot of support and comfort to other families who are experiencing similar things.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: It's what I hope for, but, you know. What do you hope your other children are learning from being Tessa's siblings?
1: Um, they, you know, it's pretty incredible just having a child with with special needs, how how it impacts the entire family. It's it's definitely a unique situation and something that we try to approach very carefully with our kids every day, um, and we try to have these conversations with them. Like, okay, Tessa, you know there are going to be some things. Just us explaining the things about Tessa that make her different and maybe the challenges that she face, faces um, has naturally caused this reaction in our children. That I didn't really expect. Um, shortly after, you know, we had Tessa. I remember talking to my kids about um, other kids on the playground, and one of my daughters said this boy was being chased around, and and you know the other kids were running away from him. And she said I took the time to explain to them, you know this is, he's just different and you don't need to run away from him. He's not scary. And I just, when she told me that story, I just was like so proud of that reaction that she had. And I think because she has a sister who looks different, um, she understands that. She understands that compassion for other people, the, the, you know, mentality to include others and make those who may seem different feel like they're a part of everyone. And uh, another time my son, um, he told me that one of his school friends had said something to him about Tessa and how, you know, she looked different. And he stands up for her and he, he said, She has Down syndrome and Down syndrome is amazing and it's wonderful. And, you know, just I feel like they're naturally learning those things already to stand up for those who, you know, may may need some extra love, may need some extra (laughs) inclusion and who are the same as everybody else. They recognize that Tessa is their sister and those who may seem different are
0: not that different from everybody else. That's great. I think the world would be a much better place if everyone had a sibling with special needs. It really changes kids. I totally
1: agree with that. It really does. It really does and and even the responsibility, you know, that they have to experience um they do help a lot and that is a necessity in our home with six kids and little ones and and one, you know, with Tessa, she needs a little extra help on certain things. And so they they learn that responsibility. They learn how to help and and see what needs to be done in order to help someone else. So I agree. I think it it has shaped them very beautifully and, and I'm very happy with that.
0: Well great. Uh along those same lines, um, I know that special needs kids require a lot more attention and time and focus sometimes. And I imagine with your whole experience uh, with Tessa's cancer, that that probably was magnified significantly. How have you handled um, giving your other kids what they need through all of this? Yeah,
1: so when Tessa was diagnosed, we were in a little bit of a unique situation because my husband had recently lost his job. And so through all of that, we had a unique opportunity to have one of us be at the hospital with Tessa and one of us at home with the other kids. And we tried really hard to keep that consistency of one parent with them. Um, And when we were at home with the other kids, we tried really hard to um, make their lives fun and try to kind of distract them from the current situation you know it there were definitely times when you could always feel the void you know when Tessa was in the hospital there was always that void that they could feel um but as long as we felt like as long as one parent was with them uh we felt like they had some of that constant but there was also times when they had opportunities for cousin sleepovers and different things just to kind of take their minds off of everything that was going on and Now that we're not in the throes of cancer and all of that kind of survival mode, um, one thing that we really try to focus on with our kids is one-on-one time. Um, It's really not easy to do with a big family and life and school and homework and work and all the things that come with that. But, um, you know, we've tried to set up, like, one-on-one dates where we take one child to go out with us on a date one time. So it's just Rick and I and that one child and try to really make them feel special. And um, another thing that we've done that's even more simple um, is we have done, and we're some, sometimes more consistent than other times, but um, we try to do interviews with our kids and have them, we have some treats and they come into our room with us and we just chat with them. And it's a safe space. They know that there's no judgment. There's no no consequences, no punishment, no anything for anything that they want to talk to us about. They can tell us the good things that, they're, that are going on in their lives or maybe some of the struggles that they're having. Um, we talk about goals and just anything that they want to talk with us to make them feel like they have our attention for that you know, a few minutes on a Sunday afternoon, that's what we'll do. And, and I feel like that has just helped them feel like they've received some of that attention that, that maybe gets taken away from, you know, when you
0: have a busy life with a lot of kids. <laughs> Those are great ideas. I think we probably could all implement some more of that. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Can you tell me what advice you have for family or friends? of people, um, who are raising a special needs child, what, what do you feel like is the best way that someone could support you or someone in a similar situation?
1: Um, I think for me, probably the first thing would just be to be understanding. I think it's really hard to feel, um, maybe alienated sometimes, like, you're the only one in this situation when we know we're not, but maybe to those around us, we feel like, um, you know, people don't understand really maybe why we do the things we do, or if we say no to certain things or, you know, just the way we live our lives, there's, there's a reason for it. So just trying to be understanding of it's, it's nothing against anybody else. It's just, this is how we've had to kind of learn to survive. Um, I think being a good listener, um, just having someone to talk to maybe about, you know, what you're experiencing so that you feel understood to those who may be on the outside looking in. Um, And then, you know, when we, when Tessa was diagnosed with cancer, we had the most incredible help from so many of our neighbors and our friends and family and something that i really appreciated was so i i maybe i'm not correct in saying this but i think you can almost always assume that someone raising a child with special needs could use help yes <laughs> i think that's almost always a guarantee if you're wondering if they could use the help i think pretty much always they always can use the help and so just making that assumption and and offering help as something that you're going to do. Like we had a neighbor who, um, during Tessa's treatment one summer, she said, I want to make dinner for you guys once a week. Every week on Wednesdays, I'm making dinner for my family already. We'll just make some extras. And they lived across the street and they brought it over to us. And it's really hard to ask for help. And I think many of us special needs moms and families are, we never want to be a burden on anybody else and don't want to be the person that's continually asking. So for someone to offer help is just so refreshing because you don't feel like you're a burden because they're the ones offering and it's it's easier to say yes to something like that. Like I would love to do this for you. Um of course you can say is that okay you know but saying this is something that I would really like to do for you guys or your family makes it easier to say, okay, yeah, that would be really wonderful and, and accept that help.
0: Great. Yes. I think it's, I think it's oftentimes hard to, to ask for help, but when it's offered, yeah, um, it's usually welcome. Yes. Yes. What do you wish other people could experience or know about having a child with special needs? Um,
1: I I feel like the thing I wish other people could experience is just the amount of love and the pureness of love that these individuals have to give. Um, Being around Tessa is something unlike anything I've experienced. Her love is so pure, and it's without judgment. It's without, you know, there are no restraints on the amount of love that she gives and who she gives it to. Like she just loves. And that's just an incredible thing to experience. Um, of course, as her mother, you know, I love that because I'm her mom, but it's beautiful to see how she exhibits that same love for so many other people in her life. Um, so I think just being able to to feel that love and feel like you're important like somehow she does that she just makes you feel like you're the most important person and I think it's just because her heart is just so big and um, it's just a a wonderful amazing thing to experience Um, and I think something that I would love people to understand about um, individuals with special needs is just that they are so similar in all of their needs as we are um, when Tessa was diagnosed with Down syndrome, you know, I was so worried and so scared and overwhelmed, really, to be honest. <clears throat> but in reality, when I look back now, I'm like, all I needed to do was love her. that's all she needs. She just needs our love, and she has so much to give in return and that's just an amazing gift it's it's all of the things that you know there are challenges that come, but it pays itself back over and over again with the joys and and achieving those milestones that just, you know, maybe in other times didn't seem as exciting. But man, when, when Tessa, you know, we waited three years to see her walk. And when she walked, I mean, you can bet like crying, tears, celebrations, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. So yeah, just appreciating that they have so much love to give and they have the same needs as everybody else and just being their friend, just being there for them and, and loving them is all that
0: they need. Yes. Thank you. And I think, um, at least in my experience, what I, what I get from the relationship is a lot more than what I feel I give to my daughter. Um, She's teaching me a lot more than I'm teaching her for sure.
1: I I agree. I feel the same. I feel like it's it's almost a little unfair, but <laughs> it is. It's it's
0: so so incredible. It is. Uh your family was able to take a make a wish trip, is that correct? Could yes, you tell us a little bit did. about that? Yeah.
1: Um, so it was, it was kind of an interesting time because it was right at the beginning of the pandemic and, um, it was something that our family, you know, we had looked forward to for a long time because there are certain requirements as far as your child goes, the ages that they can be, and they still have to be in treatment. And Tessa was so young when she was diagnosed, that we had to wait a little bit longer to go, Um, But it was something that we thought back on or thought of and anticipated so much during her treatment. It was just this like bright light of hope and excitement and something that we could do as a family that we had to look forward to that kept us going during those really, really, you know, hard and dark times. Um, And so when the time came, obviously, there's definitely some anxiety with because with with a child with cancer, if they get a fever, um, you're in the hospital. That's just kind of a guaranteed thing. And so we had been pretty isolated trying to keep Tessa safe. And then we ended up um, taking this Make-A-Wish trip to Florida, to Disney World. And so there was just this excitement, anticipation, and just hoping and praying that everything would go well, that she could stay well so we could enjoy this time and and things really were just incredibly wonderful for us on our trip. It was an incredible experience. Um, I don't know if very many people know when you go, um, you stay at a place called Give Kids the World. And they, they have these villas for each family and you get to stay in them. And it's this whole kind of almost like mini Disney World that you get to stay in and they have rides and they have an arcade and they have ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. (laughs) And just like, it's this amazing facility and, um, it's hosted by volunteers, all these volunteers. Uh, It was amazing to us to see these young college students who on spring break chose to come to give kids the world to volunteer as opposed to going, you know, to, anywhere else <laughs> um to help help these families and to be surrounded by all of those families who um you know were going through similar really hard times it was inspiring and humbling to be able to be around so many of them um but the treatment was just amazing our family felt so special We were able to go to, you know, a park every day and our kids just, I mean, we still talk about it probably weekly (laughs) about how amazing it was. Um, And then when we were one of the last trips that actually got to go before everything shut down um, from the pandemic. And so when we got home, we isolated again and we're in quarantine for a while because Tessa's immune system was still very fragile and so it was those moments that we thought back on even when we got home like it was amazing to me to to all that anticipation leading up to the trip and then all of those memories afterward that we got to enjoy so it was it's just been it was a wonderful experience and I mean I'm just so grateful for it every day
0: I I love hearing about that because I don't I I think I've heard maybe um couple different experiences like that, but what a wonderful time for your family to be together when you'd been kind of separated with her at the hospital and, and doing all the treatments and so forth. Um, what a great foundation. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It definitely felt like, you know, for our other kids who, um, it's hard when, when one of your children, you know, she was getting a lot of attention for, obviously because she was, we were just trying to keep her alive. And so I think there's definitely some feelings of, you know, just kind of feeling overshadowed Mm -hmm. a bit, but they make all the kids feel so special when you go on that trip. They just, they, and so all of my kids, I think felt like they were, you know, on top of the world as well. And to be able to spend that time together
0: was just incredible. That's fabulous. (laughs) Sounds really just like an amazing experience.
1: It was.
0: (laughs) Tell me about uh, the role that music plays in your life. Oh, man. music is um,
1: something that my husband and I actually bonded over before we got married. We both found out that we're both very, you know, we love music. Um, He writes music and I write music. And so it's, it's been something that we've been able to do together and all through our dating and courtship. And um, even now, you know, we'll, if we get the time, now it's a little bit harder, but if we get the time, we'll sit down and, and learn a song together and sing together. Um, <clears throat> music has also been a really amazing form of therapy for us. We, um, Tessa, in the hospital, when we were in the hospital, so many days, like, she, she didn't really watch movies yet at that point. She was still so little, but um, The Greatest Showman was her favorite. <laughs> <laughs> she asked for it every single day, and it was sometimes the only thing that we could play for her to get her to stop crying. So we would watch that and listen to it over and over and over again. And we brought our guitars and ukuleles and all of you know all the things when we were uh inpatient at the hospital and we would sing to her and that was something that just really helped her it it calmed her soul um sometimes if she was really upset we have we have a a channel with a few of our songs on it and and we would turn that on, and she just she still requests those songs i I can't believe she like remembers them but <laughs> Yeah, she still loves it. And, and uh, you know, we've written music together and, and separately just as kind of a form to kind of get our emotions out. Definitely, there were times when we were going through really hard times where I would just sit on the piano and play for as long as I could. And sometimes at the end of my playing, I'm all of a sudden just like sobbing. And I think it's just a way that we were able to get out our emotions, kind of get an understanding of what we were feeling. When when you're going through something like that, it's really hard to, um, sometimes you become a little numb. And, you know, with our other kids at home, I knew if I went in the closet and cried that my kids would come in and say, what's wrong, mom, and be concerned and be worried about Tessa and, you know, that's their always the first concern: is Is everything okay? Because if I'm crying, they're yes. worried. So yeah, things like that, where we could just kind of get out these those emotions safely and um, not not causing too many other disturbances. It was just it's been a really great
0: tool for us. I I love that you found that um, that way to to kind of release your. Emotions, uh, in a way that's, that's healthy and, and continues to be beneficial. That's great. Yeah. 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 We just need a little more time
1: to be able to sit down and do it <laughs> more <bet>. often, but <laughs> it's really fun. What are your
0: hopes for Tessa for the future?
1: Oh man. Uh, oh. Ultimately, my hopes and dreams for Tessa is to live a fulfilled life full of joy. And she does that already really well. (laughs) Um, She, I, I want to support her in whatever she wants to do. I want to be there for her and be able to understand what what she wants in life and to be able to support her and help her through those things. Um, We actually we moved uh, just about a year ago into a house that has a a walkout basement because I have a friend. Well, my cousin actually who has special needs. I I was having this conversation with her and she and Tessa actually share a birthday and she just loves that. That they share a birthday, and she adores Tessa, and I think she feels that mm-hmm. connection that they have. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And we were having a conversation once, and she told me her parents had gotten a, an apartment for her in their home when she was, you know, in in her thirties and as an adult. And she said that's when I finally felt like myself. And to me, it just clicked in my mind, and I was like, okay this is, if that's what Tessa wants, you know, I don't know what she's going to want. I don't know if she's going to want to live totally independently from us. I don't know if she's going to want to live still close enough, but also, you know, have that autonomy, but also, um, have help if she needs it. Um, but I just, at that point I was like, okay, this is something that I would love to help support her if she wants it. And, um, we tried to, you know, figure out a way. Obviously, there's still a lot of time um, to figure all these things out, but I just ultimately I want what she wants for her life. I want her to be happy, and that's
0: really, that's really all. <laughs> well, we are so glad that you joined us today. Can you tell us where we can find information and follow you? Sure. So,
1: um I post semi-regularly on Instagram. Um and you can find us there at Gaiman Tribe. So that's G-U-Y-M-O-N, Gaiman Tribe. Um lots of silly videos and funny stories of Tessa and the <laughs> silly, sassy, fun, amazing person that she is. Um yeah, so that's that's where you can find Great. us. Great. And how about your music? Uh, We post there occasionally. Um, We do have a YouTube channel. I think it's Gaiman Music. And there's some music there. We're still, you know, right now it's a bit of a work in progress because we're just focusing on raising the kids and all of that. But hopefully we we hope to get back to doing more of that. Well,
0: We'll look for more of that in the future. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Thanks so yes, much for having me. Yes, thank you. Thanks for joining us today on Inspiring Moms, and we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Inspiring Moms. If you or someone you know is interested in being featured as an Inspiring Mom, please contact us at inspiringmoms at mommyhigh5.com.